Hello, you're listening to Common Ride with me, a podcast about stunt-filled shows full of heroes. I'm James Dorrington. You can call me Kip, and I'm your expert. And I'm James Baker. I'm your newcomer. This week, we watch Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the entire Evil Green Ranger saga. It's Morphin Time! Hello, everyone. Good to see you this week. How are you, Jay? Doing pretty good. How about you, man? Uh, pretty good, you know. Um, it's weird to rewatch Power Rangers. Uh, it kind of makes me feel like a kid again. Oh, yeah. This was definitely like a nostalgia overload for me. Like, I remember parts of this saga, but not all of it. So it was, it was definitely like a good trip back into time. Yeah, there's a lot more of it than I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, nowadays, it's probably like, what, like, Three, maybe four episodes, but not five. Oh no, never. Uh, but yeah, and like uh, for like another show that like I'm guessing on um, maybe one more time. Like I'm also watching Stargate, so it's just like two shows for like right there. It's like really weird feeling, you know. Oh man, you're back in the nineties. You're probably like wearing acid jeans and probably got your hair in a mohawk. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Like I just like found some slime. Great. <laughs> No, me and Furbus are just like blazing it over here with our slime. Furbus. Oh, man. Uh, who would you rather have, Furbus or Alpha? <laughs> I, I saw that uh, that question coming after I said that. Um, man, that's, that's, that's tough. Uh, let me see. I got to go Furbus. I mean, Alpha is competent. Furbus, you could probably like get some attention with Furbus though. The funniest thing about rewatching this uh saga is probably watching the interactions with Zach and Alpha. Like he was not having it with Alpha. He's like, Alpha, chill out. Like he told <laughs> It was I never noticed he was so irritated with Alpha until until this. I'm not sure if he's always like that or if it's like just this saga. He's like so stressed out that he was just taking it out on Alpha, but he was not having it. We talked about it last time, but like they were very mean to Alpha, and like he, he's just your robot friend. He's just trying to help. Yeah, ay ay ay. Like not right now. <laughs> hey, Power Rangers! I made you some sandwiches. Like oh, not right now, Alpha. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this robot made you sandwiches. You should be happy. Yeah, that's probably the funniest part of his rewatch so far. Yeah, they hate Alpha, but also uh, it's weird because sometimes they'll just like very plainly describe their like problems and woes and stuff like they'll be like oh this is the worst problem we've ever faced you know and uh yeah so um let's start this arc and this is like the big deal this is where like power rangers became like important this is where like it became like a major deal i feel like people are just like oh shit a new power ranger he's evil like he beat the hell out of them and it was good stuff this kid yeah, even rewatching this, I can already feel like this was a pivotal moment for this franchise. Um, when we went back and we watched the first few episodes of the series, it seemed like it was very like convoluted. Um, they didn't know when to cut. They didn't really have any uh, of the suits like in in their studio. 
uh, it was just relying on, you know, just figuring out how to cut, what to add. But with this series, like even like to the little moments when Boke and Skull were in that bus and they kind of like made just scenes for that moment when they're in the bus and shaking it and cutting it. I want to say perfectly, but cutting it to make it feel like they're actually, you know, like one with the original version uh, made a huge difference in the series. So. Yeah. And like th- you felt that they were like actually like learning about like storytelling and stakes in the story instead of just like this might have been after they realized that like the show was a hit because it like had been like what like two or three months so like when they were like recording these they did have that time to be okay let's put more effort into it and also like let's up like what the show could be you know keep it popular because like as like like much fun as like pudgy figured eye guy were like there wasn't any long-term storytelling and they do a lot of long-term storytelling with tommy you know yeah um him becoming a ranger is the best thing that probably happened to the franchise. Even though I love like Jason, Kimberly, Billy, Zach, and Trini, um, I definitely was a huge fan of Tommy growing up. He was my favorite ranger. Still is to this day. It's just everything about him. Uh, you know, his sword, uh, when he calls, you know, Dragon Zord and just his attitude overall, like it kinda it kinda like broke the whole cookie cutter high school drama type thing, like Saved by the Bell, and it became more of like a uh um more like supernatural element to it that kind of was intriguing to me and to like the designs for like um his suit his like flute dagger and like the dragon sword are all like top notch like if like this was a show that like we never heard of and like found as like a like cultural artifact it'd be like that's sick as hell right right and um like he has actual like storytelling though like he's wants to redeem himself from being evil and then later on his powers are leaving him and he can't help his friends who else has any kind of story behind them being a Power Ranger? Nobody. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Just like, I'm smart. Um, I'm a girl. I'm Jason. That's it. Yeah. I'm that's the all leader. they got. I'm the leader. Yeah. yeah right. Uh, but no, um, this arc starts with a martial arts tournament, which like, I guess is more normal than some of the stuff they do do for like, <laughs> here's like our cultural food festival or whatever. But, <laughs> a little yeah. weird and there's stuff like um we see tommy introduced by just like being dressed head to toe in green and doing a bunch of midair kicks and kimberly's in like a pink cowgirl hat being like he's cute <laughs> yeah like i think i said it in the last episode when we checked checked in on pirates i just love his like fighting cadence ah, si- uh, uh, si- uh. like it's just it's just like music to my ears he's very like Flippy and long hair and like noisy, <laughs> which is why he kind of made he worked. Because mm-hmm. like a like eternal problem that they solve pretty early with like something like Power Age is like oh we have to like give them shit to say like while they're in their suits. He just had like his like martial arts like Kias and that like <laughs> fit better than him randomly like ah oh, watch out bug brain <laughs> yeah I'll see you next fall like that kind of stuff. <laughs> And like I like did like how like um the end of the martial arts like whole tournament was like Tommy and Jason and their names are on the scoreboard, which is more effort than my high school ever took. <laughs> and like it was like, oh, like they found a way to like show competition and combat that like works because like shows even t- today for kids are like, oh, we can't show violence unless it's like versus like a monster, you know, or like a robot. Yeah, and I forgot or oh, I didn't even re- uh, remember that. This actually ended in a tie. 
And that's kind of like a trope, you know, like back in like the 80s and 90s of like, you know, your first encounter with someone, it's always like a tie or something versus now you find a winner and loser in most like shonen type storylines at the beginning. And then somebody gets redemption versus just it beginning off in a tie. I love scenes in like movies where like they like present some kind of competition where like the main dudes win, but they also are like, here's this other dude who's really impressive at like nunchucks or whatever that we could show for one scene who doesn't have to be on like act on like a poster, you know, mm-hmm. I love that stuff. Uh, but yeah, they tie, he flirts with Kimberly. Um, and then he like, Oh, and then the next day at like school, he does martial arts in the hallway again to like scare away Bulk and Skull. <laughs> I was this just a thing people did in the nineties, like oh, like I got to do martial arts, but not touch anyone. I think just in his universe. I'm, I'm not sure if it was in the nineties or not, but I'm sure a lot a lot of high schools probably had people reenacting these moments. Um, we were like in well, I was in elementary school, so I don't really know how it was being a high schooler when this show was out, but I can imagine. <laughs> A high school when the show came out, I bet like there were people that like would do like a fun like themed dance maybe, but that's probably it. Like at the most, you know. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this was like one of those shows when you, when you were in high school, like you were ashamed to say you watched, <laughs> like you watched it in secret. You know what I mean? Like how, for instance, like when I used to when I was growing up, I was scared to tell girls I watched anime. But now you tell a girl you like anime, and then they fall in love with you, or I wouldn't say fall in love with you, but they find it attractive. But, uh, you know, times times have changed. Yeah, like, at the time, no. Because, like, there still wasn't, like, any, like, appreciation for, like, martial arts or, like, anime and that kind of stuff. So, like, it's probably, like, was, like, very relegated to, like, kid stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get, like, Rita being, like, I have to summon and, like, have my own team. And, like, he'll beat the Power Rangers. And in my notes, I wrote... Why not get like Mike Tyson or Ked Shamrock or something that's like gonna rock these Power Rangers? Like, why do you need another team? Maybe there's something that like it has to be a teen with attitude or something that we don't know about. But he like fights some putties in like an alleyway and then he's like the new evil Green Ranger and he just like beats the shit out of them. Like he like destroys like the command center, like makes Zordon disappear. He like hacks Alpha or whatever and then he just like jumps in the Megazord, punches them all out of it, and just, like, beats the shit out of them, like, five on one. Yeah, I, I love that whole intro. Like, he, he, it just showed how badass he was. Yeah, and, like, you'd think that the command center would have some kind of safety net if, like, Rita has a coin, unless, like, the coin has, like, a worthiness, and they thought she'd never find, like, a, like a person that was, like, worthy. I don't know. But that fight scene is iconic right there. Mm-hmm. In my notes, I had, um, Tommy is a simp for Rita. And I think that's true. He's always like my empress and like my queen. I'm like, wait, what? We have to we have to like share each other's notes one day just to, just to see our note taking process because that's funny as hell that you just have Tommy yeah. the simp. <laughs> so yeah, Tommy is just uh this kid who can kick good. I don't know why Rita didn't get somebody else to fight her putty. In my notes I have like Ken Shamrock and Mike Tyson. Um maybe it's just like has to be like a Thor kind of worthiness, has to be a teen or something. I don't know. Makes no sense. And that made me think, is just that like the whole Tommy thing, just that he's like loud and has long hair and kicks. And I think that might be the whole Tommy thing. (laughs) 
because like when you think about it he's not actually like half as cool as you thought growing up but i guess that might just be like a kid watching teens on tv that teens might think are dumb you know yeah he's i think for me as a kid i just liked him because he was like a douche like he stood kimberly up he didn't care yeah he always seemed like the you know the lone ranger the rogue of the group and uh yeah he's just more intriguing Mm -hmm. and like it kind of feels way too easy how they take out the power rangers just rita has an item that lets her at any time get in there and he just beats the shit out of alpha and zordon and like completely like dismantles the rangers like jumps in their zord and beats like the crap out of them in that really cool fight scene uh yeah and that fight scene is like very iconic to me yeah i I love that whole few minutes of him just destroying you know the uh the base jumping in the zord and kicking their ass it's it's just awesome he just like does take about five on one and like cool grappling and throwing stuff and like weapon attacks like he's just very clearly like superior to them yeah, it's always like funny, like going back and watching shows like like this, and like seeing the power scale when they first meet an enemy, <laughs> and mm-hmm. then how it just translate later in the series. Like it kind of like pans out. Is it like the shock value that they're getting ass beat, or do they like make adjustments strategy wise? None of that's explained. But just going back, like why isn't he that strong the entire time? I mean, he kind of is a little bit, but yeah, like he does get like nerfed by time a bit. Yeah, um, so the Power Rangers don't handle getting their ass kicked that well. Um, they just kind of say, like, Zach says he just busted right in, and, like, Jason says, like, yeah, like a grind in, like, a green costume, and it's weird. <laughs> There's lots of, like, weird little stuff like that. Like, it's a, it's a Power Ranger, right? <laughs> you know what that looks like? And, like, later on, like, they're saying stuff like, oh, we have to go beat Megazord, and, like, oh, we have to beat Green Ranger. It's like, wait, why are you talking like that? Why is it Megazord? Like it's its name, not the Megazord. I don't know. It's like weird little stuff like that. And I remember Tommy being made evil by the sword, but that shows up in the second episode. So I don't even know what they're doing. Yeah. Now that you mention that, that's how I recall him turning evil. That's weird. Because that's how they break the spell is they destroy the sword, but he's turned evil. Then he has to earn the sword because they needed to have him earn his his status twice i guess after he's already attacked them beat yeah them up. and it never destroyed the sword in this in this arc that's very weird and the fashion is really weird like tommy's mesh shirt with a green tank top under his like green mesh shirt whatever he's doing that's a that's a wild one because like it's just like um he like gets teleported to a beach to see all of like the bad guys then he gets teleported to a separate part of the beach like 20 feet away to fight some buddies oh yeah and that part was funny too they was like let's go to the beach i'm like what the fuck? <laughs> like, i guess that's their way of explaining like the the like <laughs> cut to the worst of the beach. but the way they said it was just funny in the alleyway like for like rita she's just like lit in such a way where you can't actually see her features because it's not like the actual actress <laughs> and like and the person they have there in the costume is just motioning without even moving her mouth. I completely, for, I, I completely forgot or didn't even realize that they had a flying car. I'm like, where the fuck did this come from? That left my memory. I was like, when did they get this? Yeah, I did not remember that at all. And they're just the <laughs> scene of them going like, whoa, and turning in their seats <laughs> and teleporting into the... Uh, and later we see them like go down the chimney of the command center, which is interesting. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing you could do. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, the Rangers are very frustrated. Like the way that Jason is like punching that punching bag, like a real like anger is like, oh, this is like, this is like actual like emotional stakes for like these main five Rangers, you know, because they like have been like completely wrecked at this point. Uh, and I was like, Jason got kidnapped too at some point, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I did not remember this at all. Then he spent the whole episode with his back on the ground, like hiding from Godar. And then <laughs> fog room. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, ha, ah, tricked you. I'm like, uh <laughs> Yeah. That's what you Yeah. It, it was weird. Like, <laughs> it was like tense, but also like, why are you putting over Goldar right now? It's like the Tommy tie. And then Scorpina shows up, and I'm like, this is where she shows up. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and she's just very clearly only in the Japanese footage, which is very funny because she's like on the ground and like has like a face and stuff. Like and I'm sure she's like cool as shit in Japan because um she looks like she would be. because <laughs> uh, like they probably can't do like half the cool like Scorpion stuff here. But did you uh have you ever watched the uh original arc of this from the uh Sentai show? Uh I've wanted to. I have not. Um, <laughs> I just feel like it's completely different from what's going on and it's like, it'd be laughable just compare them. Especially the whole Scorpina thing. You know some stuff that like, she's actually married to that Goldar and they have a son at the end of the series and stuff. Oh, okay. It's like, yeah, it's like stuff that's like cool, but also like I don't even know how it makes sense. But yeah, um, I know people like the characters that are just based off of uh, his name is Barai. He's like the brother of the Red Ranger who like wants to defeat them to like claim his throne or something like that. Like I'm not super sure. <clears throat> um, but yeah, um, he's notable in the in the Sentai stuff for being the first regular sixth Ranger. Like this is just not a trend in Japan before this series. That's like the biggest legacy that the series has in Japan versus it being like the shit here, you know? And he's like um one of the notable like Rangers who like dies in the series but then like through like the will of whatever comes back later like help the team out you know and there's like the big crossovers okay uh, so, you, so you know a little about what's going on yeah like not from watching it but like enough I guess to like do this uh, but, uh yeah and why Scorpion in like a giant rock the whole time too with scorpions on it I didn't know why that was the case <laughs> or like um why they needed like a solar eclipse but I guess the, the panels on the Zord are like to solar power it, which is fun, I guess. Like it looks like solar power, I guess. And at one point they try and morph and they're more for spark and they don't work. So just like Goldar gets to like beat the shit out of like the town for a while. Yeah, that was a cool scene. And they actually like did do like a better job like matching the bus that Boku and Skull get into to the bus from the Japanese footage a little bit. That was fun. Uh, except for at the end where like they go from dropping 20 feet on a beach to dropping off a mountainside <laughs> yeah. like it's a good like 400 500 feet maybe and they get like caught and helped and they're all good and there's small stuff too like how billy goes from being like a genius at this arc to like being a genius who like understands alien tech like a like cool space genius too yeah he he's definitely trying to show off his brains this episode which is cool because like later on like i think like he's helping like make gear and zords and stuff so that makes sense i guess like he's like becoming whatever and there's lots of stuff that like in a modern version of this would be cut out like tommy goes to the command center a second time but gets caught in a force field and and there's a scene where like he sends zordon away because they've been trying to find zordon in dimensions and like he has a great 
line, which is, um, I'm what's happening, old man, the Green Ranger. <laughs> iconic. Yeah, it's iconic. Um, and then they all get gigantic and beat the shit out of the Megazord. <laughs> just holy shit. Like, they just three-on-one it, completely annihilate it as it's losing power, throw it into, like, a ravine. I just always love when, whenever uh, Rita makes, like, whoever she's going to make, like, bigger instead of, like, put them in, like, a mech form. Like, I just love, like, huge Green Ranger and huge Godar. Like, I just love that for some reason. I guess it's just, I guess it's just really funny, like, seeing them beat up, like, this moving robot. And they're, like, they're, like, regular forms or something. But I really, I really do like huge Green Rangers. And, like, it makes sense for Goldar. It's weird to see for, like, the Green Ranger. But, like, it's, like, really <laughs> funny. It's really cool. Yeah, I just like how it looks. Uh, and, like, Scorpion gets, like, her own form because it would be weird if we saw, like, a human face at Death Scale. <laughs> that would just really mess with us. Yeah. Uh, there's, like, a really famous, like, gif or, like, from in Japan for, like, um, like in, like, Zoo Ranger where, like, one of the monsters is, like, a gnome. And he and, like, a kid get giant size, which is, like, a kid, like, doing pranks on the Megazord and stuff. Which I, like, want to actually see that in context, but that's cool. I like that. Yeah, you're going to really share that with me later. Wild, but... So, like, we see, like, the Megazords falling into lava. Um, and we get some great lines, like, um, Zack says, I can't believe it. It's like Rita destroying a part of us from Zack. And then, like, there's, um, <laughs> they were always there for us when we needed them for Billy. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Like, are they like connected to these? <laughs> yeah, and that's funny because in the the reboot, they kind of emphasize that a little bit more. Like, they're actually part of the person, so maybe that's where they got them. Because the re- the reboot was very Green Ranger heavy too, so they probably just re- rewatched this arc and just put some shit together. <laughs> yeah, and like later on, I know like their Zords are from like their spirits or whatever, but I thought these are just like what they got assigned. And I guess that they like do have relationships with their Zords, which I would love to see actually expanded on. But <laughs> that's the end of the penultimate episode, which um, has them reveal Tommy's face and they all react to it. Like, oh no, it can't be. And like, oh, Kimberly and that kind of stuff. And they just, they're doing what they can with what they're given to say, I guess. They don't aren't, aren't they aren't given the best lines, but they're they're trying at least to act. Which is weird because like they also have to be like competent martial artists and like stud actors. So it's just like I have more respect for them now than like I might have like as like a T where I was like, oh it's dumb, they're not good at acting, you know? Yeah. There's a scene where all the bad guys are celebrating and they just say cranberry and oyster juice. It's just like just just don't say anything. Just have wine or whatever. <laughs> Are we that worried about kids? And like, um, there's one scene that made me laugh my ass off, which is at the juice bar when Kimberly's like trying to find Tommy. They're watching footage of Goldar's attack. And then there's just this random guy in the background that's just like, look at the size of this guy. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> one, you've seen giant monsters like weekly for the past little while but two like that's just such a good way to respond to that Mm -hmm. giant monster (laughs) Uh, look at the size of that guy and like in my head the scene where Kimmy like confronts Tobby while he's working out was like super tense yeah and like gritty and stuff and I was like oh he's like pretty scrawny and stuff and like like comparatively I guess like not like scrawny but like he's like not this like super jacked like super evil they're just like talking and he's kind of like yeah, and he's like overacting. It's just funny. 
Yeah, it's, it's good. Um, and then we get my the most iconic scene to me, which is the first time they call the Dragonzord. Uh, and it just comes out of the water. And the, the Dragonzord might be my favorite design ever of anything. It's just so... It's just so cool. It's like a big Godzilla, but it's a robot, but it's got like a drill tail, but it's got like missiles. As a kid, I loved it. Yeah, Dragonzord over Megazord any day. And um, the best part, which I've referenced like nine times this podcast, but there's this scene where the Dragonzord grabs a smokestack, puts it (laughs) into its mouth and bites it. And I was like constantly doing that with like pretzels (laughs) and breadsticks and shit growing up. (laughs) It's like, oh, this is great. I'm going to be a dragon store when I grow up. I'm just having like a vivid memory. But um, when I was like four or five, I remember I was at like a beach or something or like a playground. And I just remember screaming dragon sword and throwing sand into some girl's face and getting in so much trouble. Oh, man. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> uh, and like, I'm pretty sure, like, I said, no, like, I was just, like, doing Dragonzord when they tried to put me in trouble. <laughs> You're really trying to be Dragonzord. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to be Dragonzord. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good excuse. No, I wasn't doing anything bad. I was just trying to be Dragonzord there. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, there's a lot more to this end scene than I thought like there's like very obviously like the great ranger as an action figure on top of the dragon sword there's a cool like <laughs> tyrannosaurus versus dragon swords fight I never remembered about uh and then we get like their big like dragon sword versus megazord fight and I forgot how much they beat the shit out of the dragon sword here yeah they, they obliterated like sword attacks they grab it by the tail and throw it around yeah the, the tail swing was yeah. OP I'm like oh yeah, because <laughs> um, Alpha gets Zord on back, and that's why their Zords come back. Like their morphers grow, they glow and whatever, and then they're like trying to save Tommy, and they have like a the end fight, which is like a one on one Jason versus Tommy on the beach, uh, which is like also very iconic to me, despite it only being pretty short. Um, I guess it's like significantly longer in the Japanese show, um, but yeah, and um, they're able to just. Destroy the Sword of Darkness, which wasn't what made Tavi evil, but he still <laughs> uh, he still stops being evil at that point. Now he's good, but um, there's one scene that really stuck with me that I heard and I was like, wait, what? Zordon randomly says, finally the prophecy has been fulfilled at the end yeah. of this. <laughs> Did you notice that? Yeah. I was like, what? What the fuck are you talking about, Zordon? <laughs> what prophecy? You've never mentioned this and never mentioned it again. Like, it's one thing if he was gone the whole time and he's like, Rangers, you should know this was a prophecy. <laughs> it's not. They never talk about it. Yeah. The prophecy has been. I'm like, what? Like, I would honestly think what? more shows should do this. Yeah. Didn't, <laughs> didn't Tommy become the Green Ranger because of Rita? <laughs> not I mean, because of Zordon? Like, what prophecy is this? Maybe it's the power of just being reunited, but like I would love if more shows just like five scenes. <laughs> Here's the prophecy fulfilled. It's like random shit. Just like, uh, like if like the like season finale of Grey's Anatomy has like two people kiss and then one character is like, finally the prophecy's fulfilled. <laughs> like what? <laughs> and 
it's just so weird. But now we have like the team you remember, the Green Ranger, like the other five Rangers. There's Alpha, there's Zordon. And then I didn't realize that they just end the episode by doing a here's the team and here's a toy commercial, though, because like they remorph again. And it's like, um, now it's like all six of them. It's like Dragonzor, Mastodon, Tiger, and like they pose. But then they're also like, also the Dragonzor can combine with these Zords <laughs> to make a new combination. <laughs> <laughs> this is really like a toy commercial for you, huh? Yeah, gotta get that merch out. That transformation for like the Dragonzord battle mode or whatever is also <laughs> something that like I vividly remember. That's so cool. Uh, but yeah, and then like they end on their like freeze frame, like high five jump or whatever, because they like to do that. Like end on freeze frame. Yeah. So that is um, Green with Evil, the arc where Tommy comes in, beats the crap out of them, brings them to their lowest point, but they're able to save them from darkness. That was a fun watch. But also, it was very weird. It broke it up in ways I didn't. Yeah, super fun, nostalgia trip. Um, Tommy's still the man, and it was great to watch. Like, this is what sticks in your mind, though, like about Power Rangers. Like, oh, like, there's like the evil Green Ranger, then there's like the White Ranger. Like, like those are like, like two moments that like do kind of like peak the show a bit, but like, uh, it's interesting because this show definitely like it felt like it had found its footing in this arc with like stakes and character too. Like this feels like a turning point for the show. Yeah, this is like I want I don't want to compare it exactly to the Frieza saga for DBZ, but once you think about DBZ, you kind of go to Frieza saga. And when I think about Power Rangers, I go to when Tommy came. So this is a pivotal yeah. arc. And Tommy was so damn popular too. Like everybody wanted to be the Green Ranger and Tommy. Yeah, I remember uh, really liking jason and then tommy came i'm like i don't want to play with you anymore because <laughs> tommy did like more spins he did lots of spins he made lots of noise and he had like a cool gold shield That's oh shit we, we forgot about that uh the part when he's in like the little place where goldar had jason and he's in there by himself and he's just like ah, sit, ah, sit. yeah <laughs> just like kicking. yeah I'm like what is he training why is he training he's just taking out and like you can clearly tell when the Green Rangers in the American footage because his shield is not even half as good. It's like made out of paper or some shit. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. And like, uh, just it's so weird because like, um, just like you can even see like the mid credit scene for the Power Rangers movie we watched was like they were in the tension. Then like the dude was like, "Tommy Oliver, Tommy Oliver, you here? Tommy Oliver." Like, trying to remind us that, like, our favorite character was still coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Like, they said his name, like, nine times. Tommy Oliver. Tommy Oliver. The kid in green. Or was it white? Or was it red two times? Was it black? Ponytail. He says hi a lot. Tommy Oliver. Tommy Oliver. Uh, and, like, uh, yeah, it's hard, because, like, he's, like, also the dude that has maybe like made guest appearances and like returns more than like most other people. Mm -hmm. Like he's been in like a lot of shows. Like he's been like a lot of like team ups. Like he's like on the circuit. Uh, and also he like had a brief MMA career too, where like a lot of people were posting videos like, Oh, here's like the green Ranger versus like the, the Siberian death machine. I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah. That, that was a wow. That was a wow moment in time. So just like, what did this whole arc like mean to you and like what was your like feeling like coming back to it uh it meant a lot like we keep uh 
saying over and over, like this arc right here, definitely a big moment in my childhood from what I can remember. Uh, not exactly how I remembered it, <laughs> uh, but revisiting it was so much fun. Uh, like I said, at the top of the pod, nostalgia trip. Um, and I'm really enjoying rewatching Power Rangers as a, an adult and just seeing like how the hell they got away with some of the stuff they got away with. <laughs> how about you? Yeah, it's so janky, but it's really fun. Um, I like just like really like I remember like being like a kid and like my older cousin like reprimanding me about like, oh, like I hid the power just like as you're always like just taking like this one VHS and everything. And like I like know that like this is like probably one of the things I like rewatched the most out of like anything like growing up. And yeah, it's like and really great to watch. And this might be my first time watching it completely through because you know like you miss one day of power rangers you can't go back and you know see that episode yeah so i'm not sure if i watched this whole arc straight through as a child but uh it, it was actually really fun to just have it at the at my fingertips and you know being able to go back and check it out versus waiting till the next day to watch it yeah because like it's just like drastically changed like it's like you couldn't go back and say wait why is goldar like readily breezed in the middle of the scene and they just fade to the end of it like yeah it just comes and goes like that this is like just maybe the biggest but there's so many like fun like weird stuff like come later like when they become ninjas and stuff so i'm like really enjoying like going through just like this weird like cultural anthropology slash like shared like delusion of being like oh shit (laughs) this happened i don't remember this this is like redefining my whole childhood you know Mm -hmm. so for next time, um, we are looking at um, the um, start of the second season of Power Rangers, which is uh, when um, Lord Zed comes in, and then comparing that uh, to compare like an episode of um, the Japanese show Die Ranger and the episode that is like adapted to. So, uh, th- like the, that second season was like New Zords and that kind of stuff, and the White Ranger that were all from a second season. James will not be joining me, but I actually uh, spoke to and talked with uh, the behind super scouts which is a um really cool like comic that's like in like the sentai framework it's kind of like a galaxy quest or like a watchman kind of thing and they're currently like kickstarting the second issue and um we talked with them and i was like okay um we have a lot of these episodes i kind of went ham on making a pretty long episode list of different stuff so uh that next episode will actually be out on monday there will still be a friday episode but there will be like an episode out on Monday as kind of a, not a bonus, but just like an, an additional one uh, to um, have that out before the Kickstarter ends. So people hear about their show and it'll be about like Lord Zed. And uh... also be sure to review us on iTunes. We are doing a drive right now and we want to do a bonus episode. Once we get to five more five-star reviews or 10 total, we are going to do a bonus episode. Uh, and James, um, where can people find you? When you're not reliving your childhood. You can find me at PopcoatNet on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Where can they find you, Kip? Find me on Twitter.com at James Forge. You can find the podcast at CommonRideForMe, CommonRideForMe.com, and send it in emails to podcast at CommonRideForMe.com. Now, um, I think there's a lot of crimes that occur in this episode of Power Rangers, this whole arc. But what sticks out to me the most is, uh, well... You should watch Power Rangers, and you should steal a bus. <laughs> That's the one. Oh, but I'll see you, everyone. <laughs>